Coming up this week, we look at the action from the Premier League. And yes, Liam has turned up despite a poor performance from Villa. Chelsea, Liverpool and Manchester United all win. And Watford dragged themselves out the bottom three the first time this season. We have an EFL update, look at predictions, and I have some wonders of why. And can Pete make it three in a row when he gives us this week's teaser? So let's get started. Hello and welcome to View from the Sideline podcast, episode 17. It's Chris here and Liam is back this week. Hello, Liam. Good evening, Chris. How are you? I'm good, thanks. Uh, yourself? Yeah, not too bad, considering. Yeah, all right. <laughs> yeah, it's been a, a hard weekend for you, I think. Um, but we yeah. will uh, go into more detail in that in just a moment. Um, so yeah, we've got a lot uh, to get up to scratch with this week. Um, including that Villa Man City game, um, which is going to be very painful for Liam, I can imagine. <laughs> but we will um, we'll go straight in with Pete's teaser. And um, what have you got for us this week, Pete? How many cities in England have more than one football team? Thanks, Pete, for that one. Um, blimey! Yeah, it's like a I'm game a of guess who. Yeah. I don't really know. It's a, it's a very, very difficult one. How many cities in England have more than one football team? Cities as well. I can't even can't even choose towns. He's limiting me. It's, all right. Well, we'll uh, we'll come back to that later on in the podcast. Um, I I don't really like our chances on this one. He could he could be going ahead for further. I'm not feeling confident. <clears throat> Uh, so we'll, uh, we'll go on into the Premier League review. Um, speaking of uh, confidence, we'll start at the Villa-Man City game. Uh, Man City, full of confidence after that game. Um, but uh, you've probably got a lot to say about the game, but I'll, um, I'll just say a few things that I, I noticed um, on, on, on the game. Um, absolutely terrible performance from Villa. Um especially the defending um it was all over the place he looked so nervous at the back um i think tyro mings was probably uh, he had obviously had two defenders either side of him he was probably a bit probably maybe not used to that formation i wasn't too sure um and also uh, Drinkwater had uh, a terrible debut for Villa as well. Um, obviously, one of his errors cost one of the goals, one of the earlier goals as well. Um, but credit to Man City, they they pretty much pounced on every mistake that you guys made. But um, I'm sure you've got something to say on this, Lynn. Yeah. So um, normally, for when I'm when I'm coming on here, I normally make notes watching either the live game or, or match of the day. And and my review coming out of this one was. Uh, one word and it was four letters long and I'll leave the rest of your imagination to be honest because yeah it was um, it was just not nice to watch at least when we went away to Man City although we lost 3-0 we could see desire running bit of work rate and I think in uh, in the game at the weekend I think our midfield made a total of four tackles 
which is just we obviously got nowhere near them and yeah like you say it's a fairly new formation that we're using we've used it the last few weeks and arguably we've looked a little bit better in those few weeks that we've been playing three at the back i think it's more through through injuries than anything else um we've got you know a few defenders that are fit and and a few midfielders that are out injured but um yeah, we just couldn't live with Man City. You go into those games and you you, do, you don't expect to win necessarily, but just to see a bit of desire would have been nice. You know, when you go 1-0 down within 20 minutes, <laughs> your backs are against the wall. You know what Man City are going to do. Once they get 1-0 up, they're just going to keep pressing and keep pressing. And we just didn't show any willing to get back into it. I think once the first goal went in, our heads just dropped and that was it then. It was, before you know it, 4-0 at half-time. There was, um, I think you you gave them way too much space in that sort of final third, um, and obviously one of the guys, I can't remember which goal it was. There were so many. I think it was um, Aguero. I think it was Aguero's goal just outside the box. We might have just been inside, and no one, no one was really marking him. No one was really even coming up to him. He's just given far too much space. He's the last person. You want to be given that much space too when he's got the the, the ball at his foot. Um, just uh, Dean Smith. Um, do you think he's taken Villa as far as he can, or do you think that it's he just needs some time, maybe, and try and keep them up in the Premier League, or or do you oh, think I, maybe switching it is is the better option? I think I think he's still got him. He's got himself a bit of time still. I think he's got a January transfer window to try and sort it out. I think almost his um, his his saving at the moment has been that we we have got players injured, i.e. the one striker at the club is out injured. And I think um, that's going to save him for now because you look at our squad and when you have McGinn out and you have Wesley out up front and you have Tom Heaton out, you know, it's most of the spine of the team. So... I think give him a chance to replace it. It's not necessarily his fault, but you know, at the start of the season, he was saying that we wanted to come out and attack, and, and we were playing to win every game. And whereas at the first few games of the season, we we actually started quite positively, even if we didn't get some results, you, um, we were still looking at playing attacking football. And and now I think that confidence has gone. Um, so. Unless we we've got a run of games, which we we've got um, I think we've got Southampton, I think we've got Watford and, and Brighton and Bournemouth all coming up uh, in our next five games, and I think you're going to be looking at he's got five games to save his Villa job. I think mm-hmm. if we're coming out of that and we're still in the bottom three, I think it's time for him to go. Fortunately, it's a shame, but I think it will be. But it, you know, if we somehow managed to get results in a few of those games it's so close in that pack we'll be looking at mid-table again so Mm. yeah I think he's got a bit of time but he's running out quickly I think this is an important transfer window well you've got um Pepe Reina's come in hasn't he so yeah um, you've got a a goalkeeper so he's got a replacement for Heaton uh which is fine but I think it's a good signing but we've got goalkeepers at the club but I think McGinn is a bigger loss. I think Wesley is a bigger loss. And I know they'll be doing everything they can to try and bring people in and, and well, drink water as well. 
but he hasn't played for such a long time, so... Why well, he showed it. <laughs> yeah, he, he, just, he looked a fish out of water, but I, I, can't, I can't blame him for not being match fit when he, he hasn't played. He's not had the chance to at Chelsea. So um, you have to give him a bit of time on that as well. But mm. yeah, I, I think Smith's time is, is running out. I would be surprised if he made it to the end of the season. But um, yeah, if you win those four games that we've got coming up, then he's back to being a hero again. So I don't want to say too much too soon. Okay. Well, we'll, uh, we'll move on to the uh, Spurs-Liverpool game. Uh, a, a game which I actually thought that Tottenham probably deserved to get something out of. Uh, and this is, I think this is the first time we've seen a sort of vulnerability um, at the back for Liverpool. Uh, certainly in the second half of the game, they just kept giving the ball away. And uh, you can see that you could see that Klopp was getting more and more frustrated with how they were playing. And, you know, that big, big chance from Lo near the end of the game, where obviously Aurier crosses the ball in, you know, you put your house on Lo Celso scoring that nine times out of ten, but it just just hit it so far wide in the end. Um, but I don't know what you thought of the game. Yeah, it was. I thought it was quite even. Um, yeah, obviously they've come out of it with a clean sheet somehow, Liverpool, but that, that chance at the end... you. When you're playing against the top of the table, you, you've got to take those, really. And Spurs were a bit unfortunate. I think the goal they conceded is one of those where, you know, it's a 50-50 as to who wins the throw-in, and then it's a 50-50 as to who handballs it. On another day, it might have been given the other way, and, and you're looking at a nil-nil draw. But the, the argument is still there. If you lose a throw and you still got to clear it, and they did have a chance to get rid of it, and it was probably the only mistake that Spurs made at the back was not clearing that one chance. And mm. Firmino makes them pay, but yeah, I thought Tanganga on his debut against Mane was okay. fantastic. Yeah, I thought at the back Spurs actually looked good. Um, yeah, he was. He definitely had the sort of standout performance. I thought of the back sort of four. I thought he played really well. Yeah, really well against such an experienced and, you know, someone who's on the form that Mane is on could be a bit daunting for a younger player, but I thought he dealt with it brilliantly. The um, Obviously, Liverpool now, an, an, another 1-0 victory, another 1-0 uh, they've grinded, but you have to say that, you know, the, the trophy is only going one place this season. <laughs> uh, so, it's, you know, full of confidence. Um but for, for for Tottenham, do you see them bringing in another striker for cover? Or do you think they'll stick with Mora and, and Son? I, I can't see a top-class striker wanting to go to Spurs knowing that come March, April time, when Kane's back fit, they're going to be on the bench again. So mm-hmm. I, I get the feeling they're going to stick with what they have at the moment. Yeah. And stick Son up top or, or stick Lucas up there. Um because I, I just, they might be able to get a striker in, but I don't think they'll have a reputation. I think maybe they'll be looking at someone younger, um, possibly from another Premier League club that isn't doing so well. I'm, I'm not too sure, but I can't see anyone else going there, really. Because last season they had, obviously, when Kane was out, they had Lorente to fall back on. You know, he's not going to score you huge amounts of goals, but he always sort of did a job for them whilst he was there. Um, so maybe they just go for someone, you know, around the 32, 33 age sort of thing. Not going to cost you like over the odds, but knows 
he's going to get three months of football and then obviously he's going to have to take a bit of a back seat. So, yeah, I thought they... Lambert did for Liverpool um, a few years ago when he joined them from Saints. He yeah. Was, you know, so... starting every week, but someone who can come on in the last 10 minutes if he's struggling and make a bit of a difference. So I don't, I don't mm. know how many strikers there are out out there at the moment like that. I know Murray isn't playing for Brighton. He always seems to come on and cause people a bit of a problem. And yeah, I don't know. I, th- I think they're they're looking at they're they're better off with with what they've got already at the moment. Mm. But I'd be interested to see. Well, Mourinho likes buying Fellaini, and he does occasionally chuck him up front just for the last. Problem. <laughs> so I could see something like that happening. Don't tell Rich that, will you? Because he'll be fuming. If he, if he knows Fellaini's coming in, he'll be fuming. Uh, anyway, uh, Leicester versus Southampton. Um, now, obviously, the reverse fixture um, in this early on in the season ended 9-0. So, uh, so I think a lot of people were expecting Leicester to win this. But surprise, surprise, they didn't. Obviously, Southampton came out and gave them a, a hell of a game. And... I just looked at the stats at the end of the game and Leicester had five attempts on goal to Southampton's 15-16 shots. So um, I think just by looking at the stats, I think you can say that Southampton deserved to win the game. Um, But Danny Ings, is he going to get an England call-up? That's amazingly what I've put in my notes as well. I didn't deserve a shout-out. I think... There's no English striker on better form than him at the moment, really. He's just yeah. seems to score it. Well, maybe Vardy, but he's retired, obviously. Whether they can bring him back, I don't know. But I think he could be a wild card choice. Why not? Why not bring in a striker that's on form as your sort of third choice? He's full of confidence as well, isn't he? Like he's just he's 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 so, he is actually really quick as well. I don't think you know you don't really realise how quick he actually is and. You know, he's certainly finding that form that he had like four or five seasons ago. Um, when obviously when he was at Burnley, but no, I, I thought Southampton thoroughly deserved to win that game. Um, yeah, I thought Leicester is. Yeah, they, I thought they were quite poor, really. I think they'll be mm. obviously very disappointed. However, it was a case of them being a bit complacent with the nine nil in the in the other game. But um, yeah, I mean Southampton were they were so up for it. And you know it just showed with um, with how they played, and when you've got someone who can stick the ball in the back of the net like Ings, it's it makes a huge difference. Mm-hmm. You just know if you create chances, there's going to be a goal in it somewhere. And I think he's a really good finisher, like you say. I, I think he's quicker than people give him credit for. I think he's stronger than people give him credit for as well. He's bulked up quite a bit, I think, since um, since his Liverpool days. And yeah, outside chance for the Euros, definitely. I don't see why we wouldn't give him a go, at least no. you know, give him a game and a few friendlies and see what happens. Mm. Well, we haven't we haven't seen Leicester, I don't think... I, don't, I think this is probably the worst I've seen them under Brendan Rodgers, but I, you know, I've seen people online saying that maybe this will be you know, a change in the tide and you know, this, this could start a spell of a few bad results. Well, I, actually, I, I don't think that. I actually think they'll bounce back and they'll... Um, They'll be winning games straight straight away, so I can't see it myself. I think it's just a, it's a temporary blip. I think they'll be back. Mm. Okay, so we'll move on to Stamford Bridge, where it was Chelsea versus Burnley. Um, I just 
just wrote a few notes and it just says clean sheet, three points, happy, defo penalty. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. To be fair, I agree with the penalty. I, I thought that was the right decision. Um, uh, the third goal for offside, you can't really tell. It's not clear and obvious. No. So it's, I think it was probably right to. But from I, I only caught the highlights of this game. I actually think Burnley they were sort of giving you a really good game until that first goal went in. Yeah, the first the 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 penalty killed it. I think for them, they they actually did score a goal, Burnley, but it was um, ruled out. But um, Jorginho's got a very fancy way of taking penalties, and it seems to be working every time. I don't think he's missed a penalty for Chelsea yet. He kind of runs up and then does this little hop just before he kicks the ball, but it seems to uh, confuse the keepers. But um, a Surely it takes all the power out of... That's what I mean. But I, I suppose it makes the keeper dive sooner. I don't know. I, I, I Obviously, I couldn't tell you why, but... Um, ridiculous anyway. <laughs> Tammy Abraham's goal. Um, not really too sure what the keeper and the defender were doing. I think the keeper thinks the defender's going to clear it. And I think the defender thinks the keeper's got it. And then it's just kind of... It was probably one of the softest headers you're going to see this season to actually go in the back of the net. So... As I, I very briefly, as a youngster, used to play in goal. That was my position for my youth football team. And there is nothing more annoying than your defender sort of being within your like radius on the goal line because it just makes you so indecisive. So I'll yeah. just hope a little bit here. I, I understand what the defender's doing in trying to get back and clear it. But if the keeper can't save it, just try and win the header. Don't don't stand on the goal line, and I think they've just got in each other's way a little bit. So, uh, yeah, I'll give Pope the benefit of the doubt there because I want him to be. Uh, you never know; he might be England's number one by the time we get to the Euros in the might summer. Be, yeah, yeah, it was a, it was a strange one to watch because it did seem to creep over the line slowly. But uh, yeah, another goal for Tammy anyway. Yeah, and Hudson Odoi getting his first goal um, for Chelsea in the Premier League as well. Um, so that was uh, really good to see. Um, I, again, it's talk of of potential signings, maybe. But I honestly think if we were we were going to sign anyone, I think they would have done it by now. So I actually I don't personally think we are actually going to go in for anyone in January. I think it'd probably wait until the end of the season, see where we finish, and then take it from there. I I do still think we need cover for for Tammy Abraham. I know we've got Batshuayi. Obviously, Giroud almost looks certain to go. So, um, Batshuayi is a good player. Don't get me wrong, but uh, he's he, he kind of shows that they haven't really got a lot of confidence in him when he's not really coming on in games when we're three 0 up. So he just doesn't seem to want to put on a Chelsea shirt at the minute. The few times that I have seen him, it, he doesn't seem like it matters that much. I don't know. No. Just gets caught offside all the time. It's so annoying, but <laughs> one of those things, really. Um, but we'll um, we'll move on to the Man United Norwich game. Um, again, Norwich were really, really poor in this game. Uh, I thought Man United did play well, but I think they they were made to look a lot better than what they were by by Norwich's lack of well everything really I didn't know they defended particularly well they lost the ball far too much gave Rashford far too much space um, but a great goal from Martial anyway I don't understand how you can cross a ball and there'll be seven defenders in the box 
and Martial still gets his head to the ball and scores the goal. Crazy. Yeah, I think that there's a definite lack of organisation in the back line for Norwich. I know they've struggled with injuries a bit for this season as well, so there's probably been a, quite a few variations in defence for them, and it, it does look like they almost don't know each other. Like you said, no. So much space for some of the goals. Um, and United, obviously going forward for United, that's their strong point. And I think if you sit back at Old Trafford, uh, like Norwich, I think tried to do really, and, and there was a few counter attacks where they looked dangerous. But if you try and sit people behind the ball, players like Rashford, um, you know some of the skill that he was, some of the skill that he was using throughout the game just to take people on, it just creates so much space. Mm. And but, um, I think it was a really good performance from him. Actually, I, I was I was really impressed with him this week. I hope he he carries on that form in England. Yeah. But Do you think? It made Norwich look like statues, and mm. that's a sign. And I think they're low on confidence as well. So, yeah, I think we can say that Norwich are, are looking like they're gone at the minute. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with you there. I think Norwich, are, when you look you know, at the 20 teams there, I think they're the one team that you'd probably definitely say at the moment will uh, probably be leaving the Premier League this um, this summer. But um, just going back to... The thing you said about Rashford, he he did. He was he had a really really good game on 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 Saturday, but I don't think we see enough of those performances. I think this season, I think we need. I think like you said, I think hopefully he can go on now and keep this form for the rest of the season, and obviously obviously get some confidence going into the Euros. So, um, but you just like to see more more of that from him I think going on on into the future but a, a good win for United 4-0 I think that's their biggest win this season so uh, I don't think they're going to complain about that too much I think it was their biggest win of the season since the first game is that right? I think so yeah, yeah probably it might even be his biggest win since to be honest I'm not sure they were playing on the first game of the season but I think that was 4-0 as well wasn't it? Right. do you want to keep doing this podcast mate? <laughs> <laughs> hey, brother, we've no. lost 6-1 this I've got to have some little joys in life yeah alright 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 less of that right Palace Arsenal um, this, Arsenal just seem to be lost in this sort of limbo where they just cannot win games and this is not helped by the fact of a Bamiang's tackle which was dreadful Uh on Max Meyer, by the way, it was an awful, awful tackle, um, and and rightly so, he was sent off for that. I, I don't know what your thoughts on that were. Yeah, uh, stupid tackle, really. I, there's no defending it. I think it definitely a red card. But watching the replays, I want to just say that um, I hope I pronounced it right. Meyer, I think, was the player yeah, yeah, in the tackle. Yeah. Uh, straight back up. Could have rolled around, could have caught the team. Straight back up. He went straight off. (laughs) And I think that's the reason why he wasn't sent off to begin with. I think it it was a yellow card to begin with that was overturned. And um, yeah, I I thought that was just fair play. He could have made such a meal of it. In normal normal time, to be fair, I didn't see it until you see the actual replay of how bad it was actually. But... um, just, just moving forward a bit for Arsenal. Um, I, I honestly don't think they'll be given any money to strengthen this month. Arteta, um, I don't think he's been in the job long enough for them to actually 
give him enough money to buy that sort of world-class player that I think they need in midfield at the moment. Um, but Palace, Palace, you know, have only lost once in their last nine games, but four of those have ended 1-1 and another one ended 0-0. So <laughs> they have only, technically, they have only won uh, two of the nine of the last nine. So, um, but... I think bringing in players like um, Tucson from um, Everton on loan, obviously for the rest of the season, I, I think that's a good signing, and that I is that is one area I think that they they do lack is is when they go for you know saw what happened Zaha you know and Townsend, but I think they've lacked a, a decent striker. He he is a good player, Tucson, and I think he'll do well there. Yeah, you know what you're getting with Roy Hodgson's sides. They're well organised from the back um you know sort the basics of the game out first and then have a bit of a flair player to try and uh, kick start a few goals but obviously Zaha can't do everything on his on his own so one who can actually put the ball in the back and although to be fair to Jordan Ayew he's he's got on the score sheet a few yeah. times recently. yeah yes yeah, yeah. He's yeah. a decent job but he's not very he's not a big physical presence I always no, thought no, that when no. He was just a bit light and easily sort of pushed around off the ball and things mm. like that. So, um, yeah, they needed reinforcements up front. And they've been on great... I know that they've had a lot of draws, but look where they are in the league. And um, oh, yeah. I think you've got to massively credit Roy Hodgson. I think he That's gets nice. a stick from his time as England manager, but he's doing a wonderful job there, I think. He's doing he's doing the best he can with, with the team that he's got. When you look at his team, then they're not, you know... I'd say they're probably in the bottom six teams on paper when you look at them that they've got, and it's only because Zahar probably pops them up a little bit. But you know they, he's done really well. What with um, and they seem to be a selling club as well because they obviously sold Wambasaka for big money in the yeah. window. That didn't really get invested back into the squad. I no. don't know where that money went and. Obviously, there's rumours or every transfer window. There's rumours of Zaha going for big. Sure. And I think I mean, if he does go, I think it'll be the same again. I don't think it'll be invested in the squad. So, yeah, fair play to him for getting the best out of what he's got. So, um, Bournemouth, Watford, two teams that are in sort of different form, shall we say? Obviously, Watford um, have got real, real momentum at the moment under Nigel Pearson. He's he certainly changed things around there, and um, Decore for me was absolutely phenomenal on um, on on. I think it was, was the game Sunday. Sunday, yeah. yeah. Obviously, he created one and scored one, and then obviously after the game, he actually hadn't trained all week. So this, so you know, for him to play like that and to have not trained all week, you know, he's he's it's one hell of a player. But yeah, Nigel Pearson. Um, very stern looking face on that guy, and you know? even though they won 3 0, I was like looking at him thinking, oh, he doesn't look very happy. But you know, after the game, he came out and said, you know, he was, he was really happy with the win. But, um, thoughts on Bournemouth? Really in trouble, really yeah. in trouble. It was a poor performance. Um, Watford finding form at the right time, I think they'll be absolutely fine. I think they're going to end probably mid table come the end of the year. Um, you know, Pearson's done it before with Leicester in, in keeping them up when it seemed there was no hope. And I think this is going to be the second time he's done it with a different team. So, yeah, um, as for Bournemouth, 
lots of injuries, which um, obviously makes a huge difference to them. People like Callum Wilson coming in and going out of the squad. He's been so unlucky with injuries, Wilson, because I think yeah. he stayed fit for the entire time. He, he would be in the England team quite regularly. But, um, yeah, it's not looking good. And I think that they've sort of, not that they've created a problem for themselves, because obviously Eddie Howe's been there so long. But now I think anybody would question getting rid of Howe to try and keep them well, up. Because he even... done for them. And I think that maybe leads you to sort of, keep things the way they are when a change somewhere may be needed to get them out of trouble. Well, two wins in their last 16 is for Bournemouth and those two wins came against Man United and Chelsea. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, and they've only scored two goals in their last eight Premier League games as well. So they, they are very much struggling. I think even in the interview after the game, I think even Eddie Howe was sort of in his head maybe thinking that he was going to assess you know, what needs to be done. Uh, I don't think they'll bring players in. Um, and they, they have got a good squad, but something's just not clicking on this. It is hard. This is a sort of um, form that they were in sort of end of last season as well. Like, I remember the first sort of four or five months of last season, they were brilliant, Bournemouth. I think they were in the top four yeah. um, for a bit as well. And then second half of the season, they completely just dipped in form and strolled and I think they ended up in the bottom half of the table in the end. So um yeah, they need to finds, need to start winning and start winning soon. I, I hope he finds the formula to get him out of it because um I, I do really like Eddie Howe. He's done an amazing job at Bournemouth to get them where they are. And I think it's good to have Bournemouth in the in the Premier League. They play some great football when they're on form. Good attacking play and I'd like to see that carry on. Um, so I, I do hope they, that he manages to get them out of it and I hope they don't need to resort to drastic action but yeah it isn't looking good the way they are at the moment I think they've just got to wait for the injuries to, yeah. to come back Okay so we'll move on to the Sheffield United West Ham game obviously the biggest VAR decision this weekend um, the handball um, what were your thoughts on this um, I thought personally I thought it was pretty harsh yeah, very harsh. I thought it was re- uh, just a stupid decision, to be honest. You can't, you you can't get your arm out of the way when the ball is headed onto your arm at, from what a yard. It's just not. Oh, it's nonsense. They need that. That rule has to go. It's not VAR's fault. They are following, following the rules. But you can't have a rule where any slight push of the hand in any situation means a goal is ruled out because things like that happen and it's just it looks stupid. What what could he have done to to have got out of that? This is yeah, I'd, like you said, it's not VAR's fault, it's, it's the, the actual rule itself. But um, and, and for it to be, you know, the the timing in the game as well. It's just, yeah, I think it just I think it just escalated the issue. I think more than anything. So, um, but for Sheffield United, you know, so it's another win, um, and just like Liverpool, you know, they are grinding these results out, and you know, at the same time, playing some pretty good football as well. Yeah, they're fun to watch. Um, I don't think people have still got to grips with the formations that, or the, or the tactical changes, I should say, that Wilder makes throughout the game because. He seems to be, you know, every substitution he makes 
seems to just be a little bit strange. They're, they're never sort of like for like positions, and all these tweaks that he, that he seems to make really do confuse opposition. I think, and and yeah, no one no one's worked out how to play against them. And yeah, from playing them in the championship last year, it was exactly the same. I think there are a lot of teams that just couldn't work it out how to live with them. And um, but you got to feel for, for for David Martin making the mistake for the goal after just coming on. Mm. But yeah, it's a, it's another good win for him. I mean, it's great for the Premier League to to have Sheffield United back in it to begin with, but to be getting the results that they're getting just shows that you can get from the Championship, still play your football. And they must be must be thinking of Europe nearly. Yeah, not a lot <laughs> it might it might come. Yeah. Um, Everton Brighton, um, not the most entertaining of games, shall we say? But um, needless to say, another win for Carlo Ancelotti. Um, again, he seems to be getting and playing uh, really well. And I thought one one thing that they were really bad at this at the start of the season was defending. These kind of like come in and, and definitely sorted that out. Um, but for for Brighton, I don't think this will matter too much to them, to be honest. Um, they've done really well so far this season, so I can't really see it affecting them too much. Yeah, um, I thought the goal was really good, actually. Richarlison. Richarlison's, yeah, it's good yeah, goal. Yeah, I it was and, yeah, you're right, Ancelotti's gone back in there. He seems to have sorted out the defence a little bit, which was quite leaky, but he seems to be getting the best out of Richarlison and, and Calvert-Lewin up front, which I think Silva was really struggling with um, at some points. And, yeah, they was they were sort of lacking a, a little bit of a goal threat going forward at times. But now, I think Richarlison's scored a lot recently. Obviously, Calvert Lewin's found a bit of form as well. Um, I think Everton will look to build on this. To be honest, I think they'll take a bit of confidence from it, keeping a clean sheet. Yeah, for Brighton, I don't think it's going to matter too much. I think they're going to be safe. I think they're going to be in mid table. Um, if they if this is the start of a bad run for them, then. I'd, I think there are three worse teams than them in the Premier League. I, I probably Villa are one of them, to be honest, and I, and I think they'll be absolutely fine. Um, they've made some good investments over the summer. I still, they've still got um, proper in midfield, and I, I, every time I see him play, I just I think he has a really good game every time. Mm-hmm. When I love or, or what I, I don't know, but he, he seems to be a really good player, and they picked quite a few out of. The maybe un- lesser-known European leagues that um, seem to be doing quite well. So I think they've got the scouting system down. Yeah, that proper. He's good. He's a good passer of the ball. Um, holds the ball up really well. Actually, I do. I do like him. Um, as well. Mm, but yep. Yeah, so three points for Everton there. And uh, last but not least, we've got the Wolves Newcastle game. Uh, Newcastle seem to have a never-ending injury list at the moment and to mount to their injuries they had two more players come off in the first half of injuries as, as well So, um, but I'd say a handy point for both sides um, but yeah it wasn't a bad game um, just I think the, the main thing for Newcastle now is to try and get these players back as soon as they can uh, before they completely run out of players yeah, and to keep the form of Almiron as well, who, who seems to have picked up a little bit over recent weeks. Um, scored a good goal, I think, in this one. Um, it's, I think he's got three and three now, and I actually think he scored tonight as well, albeit against Rochdale. But 
Yeah, it's another draw for Wolves. So it seems to be a, a little bit of a repeat of last season where they got quite a few draws. But um, yeah, I think they'll probably be the more disappointed of the two. They will probably would have seen this game as a as a home win. But um, yeah, one all is not going to do either team any harm come the end of the year. Yeah. So yeah. So that was the uh, Premier League review. Uh, we'll be back in part two with the EFL review. Uh, we'll look at predictions, the wonders of white. And we'll try and guess Pete's teaser this week. We'll be back in part two. Hello and welcome to part two of View for Solo podcast. Um, We are going to go into the EFL review now. And I believe, Liam, you are going to look at the Championship and League One. Yeah, I've been having a look at the championship this weekend. So West Brom have gone top, um, despite only drawing at Charlton. Leeds have lost another game, 2-0 this time to Sheffield Wednesday at home. Possibly their um, normal sort of mid to end of season blip. Yeah, they did this last season, didn't they? They did, yeah, um, and it did cost them. But they're so far clear this season, I, I personally can't see it happening again. But you never know. Um yeah, Barnsley won at the bottom as well. That was a big win for them too. One against Huddersfield, who are struggling as well. Luton remain stuck at the bottom after they lost 2-1 against Birmingham. Wigan are also in big trouble after losing 2-0 against Bristol City. In the other games, Brentford beat QPR by three goals to one. Uh, Umbuemo got on the score sheet again for Brentford. He looks like a brilliant sign-in. I think a few Premier League teams will be taking note of him. It was draw for Blackburn against Preston, one all in the Lancashire derby. Uh, Hull lost one nil at home to Fulham. Borough drew with Derby at home, two two. Reading and Forest drew one all, which I did predict in our predictions. However, what I didn't predict was that both goals were going to be scored after the 96th minute. <laughs> and the other game that I predicted in the championship was Stoke nil, Millwall nil. Going on to League One, we've got new leaders at the top with Rotherham after beating Oxford three goals to one. Wickham suffered quite a heavy loss away at Sunderland 4-0. Bolton lost at the bottom, so they remain stuck down there with their points deduction. The other two teams in the relegation zone actually played each other. That was Tranmere and Southend, and that also ended in a draw. Bristol Rovers lost at home to Doncaster by two goals to nil. Burton beat Fleetwood. Coventry drew one all with MK Dons. Ipswich put four past Accrington. Peterborough, surprisingly, didn't score against Gillingham. That game ended 0-0. Portsmouth beat Wimbledon by two goals to one. And there was also a draw between Shrewsbury and Lincoln. For the League 2 results, Chris, I will hand over to you. <laughs> Just a quick one on the League 1 stuff. I'm not sure if you've seen this, but the did you see the manager of Oxford, Carl Robinson, is being linked to... Going over to Spain and managing Malaga in the second division in Spain. I don't no, know if you've seen that. Yeah. Oh, I missed that one, but they've had yeah. a start to the season, so I'm not surprised he's been linked higher up. That is yeah. It. So he's. Um, I'm not sure if he's going to go, but um, yeah, he's been linked to that job. So yeah. Um, so League Two um, does feel like ages since I've actually given a League Two update, um, but a lot has changed. Um, but not the leaders um, who are still swindling. They're three points clear at the top. They beat Crew by three goals to one. Second, um, with a game in hand, it's Exeter. They beat Cambridge 2-0. And in third, it's Cheltenham. 
after they beat Walsall by three goals to one. Uh, Crew are fourth, and Plymouth with a big win at Carlisle are fifth after they won 3-0. Bradford slipped sixth, they lost to Crawley by two goals to one, and Forest Green make up the playoffs. Uh, they're seventh. Uh, they were involved in a 4-3 thriller against Mansfield, and it was a 96th-minute winner for Forest Green that got them the three points. At the bottom, Stevenage, they're on 18 points. They lost at home uh, to Port Vale, 1-0. And Morecambe, who have just gone above them now, uh, they drew against 10 men at Colchester. And Morecambe are on 19 points. And Morecambe are actually winning tonight, um, and Stevenage is drawing. So, uh, as it stands, Morecambe uh, will be uh, three points clear uh, in in there, so a bit of safety there. Uh, National League, there was no National League games for you over this weekend, uh, but they were involved in the FA Trophy and they beat Hampton and Richmond 4 0. Uh, Reese Murphy scoring a hat trick and they've been drawn against Notts County at home in the next round of the FA Trophy. Uh, yeah, I saw actually last time Yeovil played in the FA Trophy, they actually won it and I actually saw the final that was played at Villa Park. Oh, nice. So you have been to Villa Park? I have been to Villa Park. Yeah, they beat Stevenage 2-0 in the FA Trophy. That must have been 2001-2002 season, I think it was. Yeah, yeah, they played the FA Trophy final at Villa Park. They won 2-0. Nice to see a team you support win at Villa Park anyway. (laughs) Because I haven't seen it for a while. (laughs) Okay, well, um, a predictions update now. Uh, so last weekend, uh, Liam, you really did. Boy, he thrashed everyone. You got twenty nine points uh, last weekend, uh, getting two uh, spot on results. Uh, you got the Reading Forest and the Stoke Millwall, both draws, and one of them you put nil nil and got it correct. So it's pretty good going. Uh, Andy, our guest last week. He got 19, and unfortunately, I think for the first time in a while, I actually came last with 13 points. Uh, coming up next week, weekend, we've got Hayden, and uh, all the prediction stuff is out there on social medias, so you can go check um, all our predictions there, and the predictions table as well. So, some Wonders of White. My favourite bit of the week. Favorite, it's everyone's favourite bit. I get thousands of emails <laughs> saying how much they love this feature. Uh, so Aguero has now got the most Premier League hat-tricks in the Premier League history, which you probably already know because everyone's talking about it. Uh, this one's a good one, actually. Uh, Nigel Pearson has won 11 of his last 15 Premier League games, making him the first English manager to do so since Harry Redknapp in 2012. Wow. Um Tammy Abraham has scored 13 Premier League goals this season. Frank Lampard is the only Englishman to have scored more in a single campaign for Chelsea. And Arsenal have failed to win in five Premier League games when leading at half-time this season. This equals their previous record, which was held in 2010. So, yeah, I I, I strayed away from Villa this week, mate. I thought I'd give you... uh, yeah, you know, no. give you a break on that one because I thought we probably would have talked about them losing six one already. So yeah, yeah, I thought that was enough. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was torture <laughs> enough to talk about it. To be honest. Okay, so we're moving on to this rather tricky um, teaser from Pete. Uh, so how many cities in England have more than one football team? Now, 
there are how many cities do you think there are in England? Probably thirty to forty, maybe. Yeah, I'd say, yeah. around about that. I have no idea, to be quite honest I, with you. Um, I've started a list. You've got a list, I believe, which I've you've started, been doing. As we've been recording, I've started a list. At the minute, I've got seven. So try and, you know, if I've got any of these wrong, please do tell me. Right, so no, I've go, got, go ahead. I've got Bristol. That's the only one I can say that I probably would have said straight away, yeah. I've got Birmingham. Yeah. I've got Sheffield for yeah. Wednesday. I've got Manchester, obviously yeah. Man United. Yeah, yeah, yeah. London have obviously got everyone. <laughs> Liverpool yeah. for Liverpool and Everton. Yeah. And I've got a bit of an outside bet because I, d- I don't know if it's a city and I don't know if there's two clubs, but Stoke-on-Trent, I know I've got Stoke City and I think Port Vale from Stoke Port Vale are there, yeah. yeah. But I don't know whether Port Vale are actually from Stoke-on-Trent. I know it's near there because it used to be on the local news back when I lived in the Midlands. Um, so, yeah, but I don't know if Stoke-on-Trent is a city. I guess it must be because they are Stoke I think city. it is. Yeah, Stoke City, yeah. C, yeah. So they're the seven that I've come up with. Right, so I've always learnt in this game, if you've got seven, always add on two, just to be safe. It's up to you, but I, I can't think... There's got, there has got to be more that I'm just being thick and, and not thinking of. Without so. really looking at every single club in the EF, EFL, I can't really think of many others... Obviously, last season you'd have had Nottingham as well, but obviously, County got relegated. So, oh, right. So, we've got a solid seven. So, I think we should add at least a couple more onto that. Yeah, I'm happy to do that because I think there's more. So, do we go for nine or do we go for an even number of ten or do you think more? I think I'm happy with either nine or ten. I don't think it'll be many more than that. Oh, if, yeah, if it more. comes down to nine or ten, just yeah. don't let them go be the one. Go with an even ten. So we'll go with ten, right? Okay. So um, I do have the answer in front of me. Uh, let me just find it. So I don't know. I don't know if he's listed the. Um, Oh, he has listed it for me, yeah. So, oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. Are we way off? No, we're not. We weren't far off if we just stuck with the actual seven that he actually listed. Was that it? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, London, Birmingham, Bristol, Liverpool, Manchester, Stoke, Sheffield. You know what, Chris? I'm never going to doubt myself ever again. I, I'm, I'm firmly going to stick with all my answers. You, 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 the mistake you made there, mate, was you listened to me telling you to <laughs> add, add on. Oh, God. That's ridiculous. It's a, it's a harsh win for Pete. I think we should get half a point for that. I don't know about you. I know, points, I know Pete's going to want the point, but I think we should get half a point just because... We actually did, you well, we didn't, you did. You actually said seven, and then I kind of told you to uh, uh, add on. 
just because I thought that we'd uh, miss some. But should should we create a separate? Uh, I will. In the I will that Liam speak... got right and Chris has talked me out of. <laughs> yeah, I will get our independent adjudicator to finalise what they think of the point system for this week. And uh, I'll let you guys know next week. Uh, although, if it's down to Pete, I don't think we'll get anything. But I might speak to Rich to see if we can uh, get half a point. If if not, just half a point for you, which does go to our little total. Uh, so, yeah. But, yeah. Uh, Spurs, Rich. I've always loved Spurs. Great <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, uh, yeah. I don't. I don't I hate <laughs> Spurs. I don't care about the point. <laughs> um but yeah, so that is um, that's everything really. Um, good teaser there, Pete. I'll give you that one. Um, let's just try and make it a little bit easier, I think, because you are storming ahead now. Ever since you you wanted to change the point system, Pete, you've actually beaten us. So that's four in a row for you now. So yeah, congratulations there. Um, but yeah, that's all we have time for this week. Uh, so thanks again, Liam, for uh, uh, co-hosting with me this week. No problem, Chris. Thanks for having me. And hopefully next week you'll be back and hopefully we can talk about Villa getting three points. Oh, I can dream. I can that, dream. We're, you know, we're right in a way. So it's it's one of those games. You never know. Uh, let's say Danny Drinkwater comes up good, gets a hat trick, and we're just praising Villa next week. So, yeah. So we'll see you next week. <laughs>